Hey everyone, it's Dorinda Wilson. Welcome to Grace for a Mom's Heart. This is a short devotional created for any mom who wants to grow in her understanding of the Word and its application to motherhood. Before we get started, I just want to thank you for being here. I know that many of you don't have a mom or a mentoring mom who can or will speak any kind of encouragement into your life. And so I just want to tell you today, I am so proud of you. Because it doesn't matter to me if you're a perfect mom or not. The fact that you're here and you're listening and you're wanting to grow in your walk with the Lord says volumes about who you are as a woman, but also as a mom. So I'm proud of you for being here. Thank you for joining me today. We are going to be diving into Psalm 5, but I love to preface our scripture reading and study by laying a foundation, kind of a perspective before we read through the passage. Our culture wants to make everything okay, and if you don't agree, you're called a hater and a bigot. Yet, as we continue to look into God's Word, we see over and over again that God hates sin, and the Bible is full of ongoing warnings against it. If you have never studied the names of God, I would encourage you to do just that. There is something powerful in having a deeper understanding of the many facets of who God is. When we begin to grasp just a little of the fullness of who He is, it makes it easier to understand why He does the things that He does. We know that God is perfect love, but He is also perfectly holy, just, and righteous. So all of those qualities, and more, are part of who God is. And He is each of those things perfectly, and He is each of those things in its fullness. So that means that He cannot be only love and ignore justice and holiness and all of the other characteristics that He has. He is all of those in the most perfect ways, and He acts accordingly. That means that He cannot tolerate sin, and it's why He hates evil. And yet, because He is gracious and loving and patient and merciful, He does not destroy mankind. It's also why He sent Jesus. Once Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, Man has had a sinful heart. We're born with a sinful heart that rebels against God. Because God is a holy God, man could no longer be in his presence. But God in his grace and kindness and amazing love made a way back for us. He did that in the person of Jesus who took our place bore the sin, and took the punishment for it so that we could have access to God again. Now, I realize that more than likely, all of you know these things. I have known these things my whole life, but sometimes when we've heard it so much, we can almost become immune to how amazing and life-changing this really, really is. So the Israelites had to offer sacrifices and participate in all kinds of detailed ceremonies just to have a word with God. 
Now we can simply call out to him, and yet it's often the last thing we do. I am so guilty of this. Why aren't we embracing and taking advantage of the fact that we have instant access to the God of the universe anytime, anywhere? We face enemies inside of ourselves and outside every single day. Are our hearts crying out to God? Are we praying honest prayers? I love how David and the other writers of the Psalms pray with such passion, never ignoring the evil or the reality of their situations, but at the same time, continually acknowledging the greatness of God along with His holiness and His justice and His promises to us. So as we read through Psalm 5, let's pay attention to how it effectively describes the difference between the righteous and the wicked and how God responds to each. Psalm 5. O Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and I wait expectantly. O God, you take no pleasure in wickedness. You cannot tolerate the sins of the wicked. Therefore, the proud may not stand in your presence, for you hate all who do evil. You will destroy those who tell lies. The Lord detests murderers and deceivers. Because of your unfailing love, I can enter your house. I will worship at your temple with the deepest awe. Lead me in the right path, O Lord, or my enemies will conquer me. Make your way plain for me to follow. My enemies cannot speak a truthful word. Their deepest desire is to destroy others. Their talk is foul like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with flattery. O God, declare them guilty. Let them be caught in their own traps. Drive them away because of their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them, that all who love your name may be filled with joy. For you bless the godly, O Lord. You surround them with your shield of love. Don't you love that? As we read through that, um, and, and just like all of the other psalms, many of the psalms, talk about the enemies in great detail. And I think sometimes we can maybe um, not recognize who our enemies really are. Sometimes we come against um, a pushback from other people for the decisions that we make as parents um, and, and the way that we choose to walk out our life with our kids. And it can be really challenging sometimes and discouraging, especially when those discouragements come from people we love and respect, people who are close to us, people we'd, we'd love to have um, approval from. But the bottom line is we have to be courageous enough to walk out what God is calling us 
us to do. So as we think about who our enemies are, and I mentioned earlier, they can be enemies on the inside, they can be enemies on the outside. The enemies on the inside can be lies that we've been told over the years or assumptions that we've made or uh, things that we've sort of conjured up in our mind, expectations of ourselves um, that that can really work against what God is trying to do in our life. So we need to recognize that the enemy can use that those things in our thought life and in our hearts along the way. And we need to ask God for discernment to recognize those lies and to recognize where they come from. That's the big thing is where are these lies coming from? We've got to get to the root. It always comes from the enemy. And as far as enemies on the outside, I mentioned before, people who can be discouraging and sometimes downright mean. Uh, We can have challenges at our jobs. We can have challenges with our family, our neighbors. And this is where we really, again, have to hone in on who is the enemy here. I think what happens a lot is the enemy is actually behind the attacks that we receive from others. And if we can learn to recognize that it's maybe not that person, it it most likely isn't that person. It is actually the enemy behind that person using them to bring discouragement and to really um, weaken our faith and and really make us feel uh, overcome. So we need to recognize who the enemy is. And as we think that through and we recognize it's the enemy uh, working through other people, uh, working through the uh, our own thoughts and our own experiences and things that have happened in our past, then we begin to read through these psalms in a very different way. Um, what I love about this particular psalm is you'll notice that David very honestly describes the wicked in detail, but he does not get lost in the circumstances. And I think that's the key right there. It can be so tempting to only complain in prayer, to only complain to each other, to only commiserate um, even with each other as moms. But how is that helpful unless we are moving toward the truth of who God is in the midst of our circumstances? We need to be the body of Christ to each other by not only listening to each other's hearts in the midst of our struggles and being sympathetic and empathetic, but also reminding each other of who God is and His promises to us. The Psalms show us what that looks like. And the Holy Spirit can show us how to speak the truth in love to each other. Moms, we really need each other. We need to build strong relationships with one another so that we can stand in a culture that is bound and determined to rebel against God and to destroy our faith. God made us for himself, but he also made us to live in community with one another. The only way that that's going to happen is if we humble ourselves, allow ourselves to be vulnerable, and stand on the truth of God's Word together. We need to lock arms. We need to practice grace and pray for each other, trusting that God is at work and knowing that it's only He who can change the hearts and cause the growth. But we have the privilege of being part of that as we help each other by pointing back to the truths of God's Word and encouraging each other to look at our challenges through the lens of Scripture.
A perfect example of this is in verse 11. You know, as moms, we often feel vulnerable. And in the last two verses, verses 11 and 12, David uses word pictures to describe God spreading protection over him. Can you see yourself having protection spread over you? I immediately get a picture of a loving father gently laying a blanket over me that no evil can permeate. And what happens is the outflow of knowing that I have that protection fills me with joy. Verse 12 goes on to describe how God blesses us and surrounds us with a shield, another vision of protection, but not just a shield, a shield of love. Don't you love that? We feel so vulnerable so often as moms, and these words bring us back to a place of security. If we run to other things for security, we will ultimately be disappointed. He really, truly is our only true security. That is why when we run to other things, we eventually get discouraged. God created us to find our hope and confidence in Him alone. I will say that He is and has been incredibly patient as He has taught and continues to teach me this. Never forget that nothing touches you that doesn't pass through His loving hands first. You belong to Him. He loves you deeply with an everlasting love and will continue to protect you and provide everything you need. That may look different than we might have pictured, but we can be sure that He is faithful. I want to ask a few questions uh, from our uh, dig deeper part of this uh, devotional. So as you read or heard and listened to Psalm 5, can you see the difference between God's response to the wicked and the godly? Doesn't it make you really thankful that you are counted as righteous? Can you also see how David did not get caught up in his circumstances? Can you get a vision for what that might look like for you in your particular circumstances right now? What specific areas do you feel vulnerable in? And which verses in Psalm 5 help you feel less vulnerable and more protected? If you're listening to this devotional, I want you to know that I'm leaving a link to a study on the names of God in the podcast notes. So you're welcome to go and check that out. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you so much for this time together. We thank you for your word, that it is unchanging, that we can always find truth and direction and wisdom as we seek your heart. You said in your word that if we seek you with all of our hearts, we will find you. God, you're not hiding from us. You want us to seek you and you want to be found. And so we just thank you for this time together where we're seeking together. And I pray that for each mom who's listening, that in the areas that she feels vulnerable, in the areas where she feels attacked, that she she would read through the scripture again and just absorb everything that's there and the many ways that you are faithful and you are our protector and our provider. In Jesus' name, amen.